0: Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Tuesday, January 17th in the year 2023, and you can be expecting some interesting movements going forward here as we will talk about today as we approach the debt ceiling limit on Thursday. I would myself make sure that everything's prepared in your home. This could get a little crazy. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution, and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training the system develops muscle memory reaction speed sight alignment trigger control and much more right now save 10 percent plus get free shipping with the offer code bards b-a-r-d-s when you go to itargetpro.com with the cost of ammo through the roof this is the perfect solution for you that's the letter i targetpro.com itargetpro.com the offer code is bards b-a-r-d-s this is something you definitely need iTargetPro.com and your offer code is BARDS. So all those links are below the podcast. Patriots, I want to just address and the 19th, which is Thursday, the U.S. will hit its debt ceiling. And from what we understand, there's been a deal struck already with this new Speaker of the House that will allow us to literally close the government down. In other words, the Republicans are likely, under McCarthy, to hold the line and not give further funding to allow and force the government to shut down that's not confirmed but we do know they're out of session this week and as you will hear in this piece listen carefully the discussions are literally that they won't be doing adjustments until late spring so this could end up being quite an issue pay attention who you see right there at the white house we do have breaking news on the debt limit kayla what do we know
1: Well Scott, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen just wrote a letter to leaders in Congress saying that beginning next Thursday, January 19th, the United States will be reaching its statutory debt limit of just more than 31 trillion dollars at which point it will have to start taking what it calls extraordinary measures to conserve capital at the federal governmental level uh, to avoid a default on debt to do that Treasury is going to be withholding some investments from retirement funds for postal service workers as well, well as other federal government employees and secretary Yellen says that uh, as soon as any such deal on the debt ceiling is reached that those investments accounts will be made whole. A senior administration official tells me that the White House believes that negotiations on a potential debt ceiling deal would begin in earnest after the tax season deadline in mid-April, at which point Treasury will know exactly what tax receipts have come in, what revenue looks like, and exactly how much time will be left on the clock, at which point they'll be able to begin negotiations with Republicans in Congress about exactly how a deal could come together. Secretary Yellen says that uh, the U.S. will be able to maintain these extraordinary measures until about early June. We'll see how that goalpost moves in the coming months.
0: Well, you have an insight there as to what they're needing and they're needing your tax dollars to continue this tyranny. Every single person in America right now is at a juncture of decision to decide literally what it is that you're in this fight for. And if you're going to pay your taxes diligently like a good slave, and even if you want to keep it all on the table and you're not going to file for an extension, you're just contributing to the hell we're in. Everybody better start thinking clearly about what's going on. They can't budge on negotiations, on renegotiating a debt ceiling until they see what revenue the slaves will provide them with. It sounds just like picking cotton, massa. And y'all are picking cotton. For them boys up there on the hill, doing a fine job, I'd say. Doing a fine job. That's something America's going to have to now decide. This post came up today, and I, I think it's to the point. You are not going to wake up anyone any longer. You have arrived at the end game. There are things that are about to start happening everywhere. It's going to freak the shite out of many people. Back away from trying to wake them up. They're asleep. They're where they want to be. And unfortunately, it is when the shite hits the fan that they're going to look around and say, why didn't somebody tell me? And the most famous words that will be of this era is, we tried. It's the only way we're going to shake this nation to its feet. And it's the only way that it's going to shake the world to awakening is that there has to be shock and awe that everything that they counted on, everything they worshipped in this Babylonian system needs to fall. And the strength of where we go, the direction that we're on, that azimuth is going to be determined by us, effectively the remnant, that is anchored solidly in faith and in a relationship in Christ. That's just the way it is. And if you're wondering how things are going on Davos, because apparently that's where the future is being designed and decided on for all of us since the handful of elites that are there in their multi-million dollar jets, making sure that they spread the love of the low-carbon footprint fuel jets that have vaccine-free pilots. Here's the deal. Prostitutes have gathered in Davos for the annual meeting of the global elites because the demand for sexual services has rocketed at the economic summit. Our entire world is being led by perverts and pedophiles and deviants. And that's why we are where we are. And so it's time that we, the people, start making a decision, which is basically invoking our right to overthrow despotism. It's not our right. It's our duty. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today humbled, blessed, blessed, honored, truly just in, in in awe with all that you have provided for us to this time, keeping us safe on this azimuth of truth and allowing us to continue to speak the truth into the world. We are in a very chaotic time, and as we know, chaos is their brand, and the entire issue of they, being those in the elite, are constantly trying to churn the truths and churn the world in, of perception on its head so that they control everything. Sadly, Father, we know that the, there's a large percentage of people that enjoy being part of the sleeping mass, the, the herd of people out here that desire not to be awakened because of the comfort and convenience of the world. And though that may be in their perception of choice, lacking the full perception or the full ability to see the truth, many of them can't even conceive of the depths of darkness that are lurking in the shadows around them. Father, we know that we're heading into a time of turmoil. Lots of indicators around the world and around the country that things are getting ready to change. At what time and what pacing this happens is unknown. But what we continue to pray for is the wisdom and discernment for each of us that are following in this body of Christ. That as we have the opportunities to approach people, we can be the example for them where they can then choose which path to go. But we're also of no illusion that the matrix has a tight hold on many. People that are worshiping the lords of science and people that are worshiping the lords of the World Economic Forum and the promises of free, easy, convenient. We have no illusions that people are worshiping the gods of climate change. And the willingness to see and the desire to see that humans are parasites on this planet. Hence, that humans need to suffer or be removed. This is Satan's hand completely. And so we pray that as we walk in this world, as as we walk in that light and that power of Jesus, that our sheer presence will be enough to cause a shaking in the hearts that we're around. There's a limit to how far we can shake people, Father. We've... We've done a lot and we will continue to do what we can, but as we all know, leading a horse to water, we cannot force it to drink. So we're praying now for that powerful presence of Christ within us to come forward in such a way that people begin to question and ask, why are you so content? Why are you so firm? Why are you so unafraid? And we have that answer. Because our faith is in you. Our faith is in Christ. Our faith is strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Our faith gets reinforced every day with the wisdom that you share with on, upon us. So, Father, we pray for that continued strength. And we pray for that continued clarity of walk. And we pray for the continued wisdom that can shed down upon us to continue to share that in the encounters that we have. So much illusion and deception in this time. We have no basis to be able to assess where the good guys are, if there are many, where the bad guys are, though they seem to be everywhere. But what we do have is that pure and absolute fruitful relationship with Jesus. That relationship in Christ that keeps us firm on that walk, anchored on that rock of faith, empowered with the Holy Spirit and connected to you, Father. And so we pray for that mightiness. We pray for that strength of the warrior to come out within us. We pray for the righteous fires to burn and to be strong and unwavering in the face of evil. And evil takes many forms. Evil right now is lurking everywhere. And evil is at a point right now where it is attempting to invade all the basic morals and foundations of this world, to pluralize, generalize, and mainstream the ideas of sexual perversion. And if there's one thing that seems to be consistent in this entire opposition movement, it's the sexual perversion, the attack on our children, the attack on the people, and the continued mainstreaming with their influence of media, of the idea that sexual deviance the desires of the flesh are what the most important aspect of our entire current existence. That sickness needs to be shuttered. That sickness needs to be bound and cast out. And so we pray that those curses and those demonic ideals and ideas of sexual perversion be bound and be cast out and be prevented from entering anybody's minds, that the, the things that they speak become intangible or become impossible to accept in people's minds. This perversion that's around us so deeply that is trying to create echo chambers to normalize sexual deviance at its heart is to destroy our relationship in our faith and corrode and corrupt our relationship in Christ. It will, it's a war that's being waged on everyone in our thoughts, in our walk, and everywhere around us. And so we pray for the mightiness of the armor of God to surround us, to strengthen us, and to continue to to repel these attacks that are coming from all sides. Sadly, there's many that have become over time addicted to the sexualization of the world, and we pray for them. We pray that they can be released from that bondage, that enslavement. And that they can find their way forward here with a clear eyes and clear thought and clear heart and find repentance before you, Lord, to release that control by the demonic forces that are binding them to the greatest deviance that we can imagine the perversion of the sexual and sexuality of the heart and the elevating of the desires of the flesh. So, Father, in this walk, we just pray for the elevation of the power of the Holy Spirit within our heart the clarity of the walk that we have, the strength of the footing we have upon the rock of faith, that in more intimate and deeper relationship in Jesus, a more emboldening and powerful connection with the Holy Spirit, and ultimately a deeper love and passionate intimacy with you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So Patriots, this is a... Something to really keep in mind as we go forward. There is some really crazy stuff going on right now with these idiots. There's a piece out there, which I'll I'll probably put it up in Telegram. I don't really want to spend about three minutes of pain. I'm going to play a little bit of it here, of this. this. This is a parent that is very proud of their child reading. I'll just let it speak for itself. Take a listen.
1: The Gay BCs. (laughs) You like this book? Yes. Are you a woke toddler? Yes. Can you say, I'm woke? I'm woke. A is for. I lie. E is for.
2: Bye. C is for.
1: Coming out. D is for. Drag. E is for. Equality. F is for Family. Uh-oh. We missed the page. G is four.
0: Yay. Yeah, there we go. That woman, I'm going to tell you, you can pray for her because I'll tell you where I would be. I'd be volunteering to kick her butt to the lake of fire as fast as I can get it there. Parents have a responsibility to protect their children, not indoctrinate them. And sadly, that indoctrination is becoming a game a joyous experience for parents of this woke culture, taking God's gift and trying to pervert it to their dark and devious means. These children are going to be casualties in this war. It's going to be a lot of need to heal as we move forward and as we get past these crazies, these pedophile freaks that are running the world. This is something really to keep in mind. There is a lot of discussion about saving the children and i have no doubt from the sources that i have that are real sources not this garbage about you know people being taken from deep underground tunnels and all this i have no doubt that there has been serious action to knock out the child sex trafficking networks by some of our more elite operators i also have no doubt that there have been children that have been saved but here's what i understand and in, in from the connections that i have And it speaks volumes to the state of where we are as a nation and as a world. To my understanding that when many of these children are retrieved by our main military side, there are some private organizations that are doing the same. But they end up having to rely on international agencies to take the children in. Because people are not ready or willing to realize or accept the depth of this depravity. Right now, if we literally were able to save all the children, I guarantee you there are not enough good families in this nation that are awake that would take them in. And unfortunately, there's a whole bunch of predatorial groups that would gladly get their hands on them. Our biggest challenge in awakening is awakening people to the disasters and absolute war that's being waged on the children. And it's really becoming very mainstreamed and people aren't saying much about it. Sure, we have our fights. We have our fights going forward with each of the uh, school boards and local initiatives, but we're going to have to organize and get more focused on a local level. That's informational and that's intelligence. We have to become a person of action.
3: All right, good morning. Time for belly bellyaching and carrying on and explaining the same shit over and over again is done. We don't have time for echo chambers or anything else. Just action. That's it. So get to work. Wake people up when you have to, if that's all you can do. Or become a person of action. You got to get to multi-pronged, line of effort approach. For the semi-permissive environment that we're living in. Until you do, it will then become a non-permissive environment, promise you. So, that being said, understand what's happened. We have gained a foothold. There is momentum on the battlefield. We are starting to see a support-by-fire position, if you will. Support is there so we can maneuver. But until we do, we're going to be behind the curve. So get to work. Support by fire. Lines of effort. America.
0: To translate that into real terms, we do have a change in tide with some efforts going on in D.C. that are real. We have an increase in awakening and information that's pouring out. The question is, what are we going to do with it? If we look back critically and we realize what was given as a gift with Roe versus Wade, the local level action died off rapidly, still has. And it's allowed the enemy to retake some of that high ground by using local initiatives to counteract Roe versus Wade victory on a national level. This is where the enemy is very good because they do not stop and pause when they have a single victory. They keep pushing. That fire has to be relit in the patriot movement. And sadly, what's happening right now is there's not enough of that fire going on. People have become comfortable, complacent, looking at the new year with optimism and hope. This is a year of taking things back. Not a year. Not a year of sitting on our tail. Chad Wright is a Navy SEAL. He speaks about the oath.
2: This nation is still the beacon of light for the entire world. I've signed a check payable for an amount up to and including my life. right? And, and I, that, that check is still valid. Mm-hmm. right? But I signed it when I was 18 years old. And and I've seen the cost of, of what it takes to be the beacon.
0: And he has. But I also want you to hear his perspective, which is equally strong on living your passion and doing what you're called to do.
2: When I was a SEAL, when I graduated steel qualification training. We got this big gold pin called a trident. Very few men have ever gotten to pin that trident on their chest. Very few. And you have to almost die to get that thing. And I pinned that on my chest, man, the day of graduation. And I never, ever wore that pin again out in public. The only time I ever put that pin back on is if we lost a teammate, and I went to their funeral. Professionals don't need recognition for their freaking work. Stop walking around thinking that you deserve a pat on your back. Whatever it is you've been called to do, it has to become literally ingrained into the fibers of your being to the point that you couldn't possibly do anything else.
0: That passion is where every patriot needs to be. I've talked a lot about it from my perspective. It's always good to hear it from somebody from a community that I'm familiar with. And that's the intensity that drives the elite special operators. It's the intensity that needs to drive every patriot American. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're called to do it, it's what God's calling you to do. By the way, if you want to follow Chad Wright. His channel is 3 of 7 on YouTube. He's also 3 of 7 on Podbean. He's intense, I'll tell you right now. You thinks sometimes I'm intense. Chad's intense. I re- I like his style. But the fact of the matter is that we are at a very critical juncture right now in this nation where we have to start making a decision. We know that the federal government is relying on its slaves to pay the, the rent. We know that we have an unraveling of information unlike anything we've ever seen. We have all of the pieces on the board to win and to win decisively. The question is, will we pick up the mantle as patriots, stand unwaveringly, push for truth at every single opportunity we have, and hold the line without compromise to know that every action we make is going to either affect the win or take away from the win? There is no separation now between what you do and everything you do towards victory or towards defeat. This is the line that we now stand on. It is the moment that we are now here. And this is what will define the nation for our generation and generations yet unborn. This is the time, patriots. Answer the call. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
4: We shall pay any price, bear any burden,